morning, church. I, my name is Charlie. This is my wife, Becky. Um, just my best friend. And more and more as the time goes on, I realize that God put her in my life. We met on the blind date when I was still in Atlanta, and she was living here. And uh, there's just no question as time goes on that God really had my needs and, you know, my strengths and my weaknesses in mind when he put me in, put her in my life. And I mean that without any kind of, you know, put upon it. it it's just very more and more evident. And I'm more and more grateful for that. Um, and, you know, and speaking of gratitude, um, what I'm going to speak about, read some scripture about is just gratitude for fellowship. Um, the things that, you know, just people rising up and taking care of things, you know, filling in sometimes with other people and just not having, a, you know, a, uh, I don't know, just not having an overly negative thing about it. In other words, they, they, if they're not joy at the time, they find a joy. You know, I mean, that's just, that's how I do. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, I've got to do this. You know, just, a lot has been done for me. And so I, you know, I, I got to tell you, I, I don't, I don't respond initially. Sometimes I don't like to have my life, you know, messed with. You know, I don't think anybody's like that. So now you got something going on for that, for that day or that week, and all of a sudden something comes up that you have to do for somebody. It's necessary, but I'm like, uh, you know, <laughs> and I have to get past that eh, a lot of times. But anyway. Um, I, as I say, I'm going to just do some, you know, some gratitude, uh, some scripture and gratitude about fellowshipping. And um, I'm going to be reading out of Hebrews 3, 12 through 13. It's not a, you know, I think this is something that most everybody is familiar with. Um, let me see if I can just slide real quick. Hebrews 12 through 13. <coughs> See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you have a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the God, from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be sinned, hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Um, this was the very first memory scripture I ever had when I came to Atlanta Church. I was just totally lost. I just, you know, come out being homeless and things like that, and I had this. Uh, a wonderful guy. The guy invited me out to church. His name was Art Franklin, and he was a, he was about thirty, and I was about forty-five. You would think we had nothing in common, but he just he said for me to memorize this scripture. It was the very first one, and I did. And it was just you know he knew he got me set up to do the right kind of dating. And now I just you know I just talked about how the body right from the beginning really responded to me, and I thought I was so out of place. I was the oldest single guy in the Atlanta church and Art right off the bat said, you know, you're going to start dating. You need to start dating. You need to start. Dating. Well, he just knew my background. I, I was, I was nasty. And um, he, he said, you know, and you, it's all about encouraging the sister. It's all about making her feel special so that she is not when they got these knuckleheads from outside the kingdom. When I want to say the right thing, say guiding her script for them to say the right thing to get them, you know, maybe drawn away. We are here to take them out on dates, encourage them, make them feel special. We always had two or three couples in a car at a time. It was just, you got to know a lot of people. I, um, Art gave me some advice that was excellent. Um, I would take out sisters on the other side of Atlanta. You know, Atlanta's a good sized town we drive around, but I would deliberately 
go pick up sisters from the other side of the town that didn't know the body where we were. We, you know, there's four sections. So they would get a chance to meet sisters from our section and get to talk in the car and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe get some phone numbers they normally wouldn't get. So that worked out. And that was just something that Art told me to do also. You were just like, you want to just an unbelievable mentor. And I, 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 at first I was like, gosh, this guy is, you know, he, is this real? I mean, is he really, you know, t- telling me all the right things? I, I'm sorry, I came from a background, you know, military and stuff, and you know, just you were, you had a fellowship going on, but you was also too suspicious of people, and it was just, you know, so it was a wonderful experience for me to um, have it have right off the bat God setting me up to win, and I'm aware of that now. Um, two points I want to make on the uh, the two verses. Uh, one of them you'll notice. Today is capitalized mostly in everybody's scriptures, I think. And I, I checked it out, and I went on to you know, did some uh, checking out in the, uh, the uh, I can't think of the word, the core, core, uh, thank you, concordance. I'm drawing a blank here. So anyway, yes, and t- today is capitalized in the concordance notes that this is still the day of divine grace and opportunity to trust God, but it will not last indefinitely. So we have today, you know, and today is however long God or you wants to make it a be for your opportunities. And then the last I think I, I got to pick up on later on, I thought it was you know interesting. You see the term like encourage one another daily, and you see that a lot. And um, encourage in the biblical in the ancient biblical text meant literally to put courage into one another. There not, was not really a word called encourage. But that's how we drew that from that. So when we are trying to encourage one another daily, we are trying to put courage into them. You know, not not a pep talk kind of courage, just your presence. I, I'm I'm thinking about you. I, I you know, you know your life in that one moment, your life matters to me. And you say that to people, and it can make a big difference. You you, you think it means nothing because maybe you didn't say it right. You stumbled a few words, and it got a little. You, you got feeling self conscious and strange. But it impacts people. Don't ever, you know, underestimate how much you see encouraged in the Bible, and there's a reason for it. Okay, with that now, I want to introduce my best friend, my, you know, just the love of my life, and just a gift from God, along with many other things, Becky. So communion thoughts, um, this just kind of came to me yesterday, actually. So spirit's always in your life. You never know what's going to happen. I had a Zoom call um, with a like my best, best friend from childhood. Her name also is Becky. Um, but we were like, you know, I'd say late elementary to, to middle school. So elementary to middle school. And at the time, like middle school, well, I hadn't talked to her in decades you know, decades. So, uh, but it turns out she lives near where my daughter lives in Seattle and she is not on Facebook. Good for her, you know, <laughs> but we have another mutual friend that kind of connected and said, Oh, I can give you her number. So, um, she did, but we weren't able to see each other this time, but next time we will, but she set up a zoom call and we spoke. Um, it was really cool. You know, you have those friends where it's like, oh, we just pick up where we left off. And you, you can do that. Probably everybody has one. So we did that. And um, 
it was just interesting to me. I took some notes just to what she said, and I started thinking about what she said later. It kind of led me to a communion thought on reconciliation because she, um, I mean, we never had any issue with reconciliation, but she said something. She said, you know, middle school is just the most awful time. I would never want to go through that again. But high school, I had a lot of fun. I was like, yeah, that's true for probably a lot of us. Like, you know, I don't know how much you guys went through, but it was a very uh, transition, a time of a lot of transitions. And we had an unusual situation where the year after us, people were pretty okay in the year um, that went on ahead. Like the year older and the year younger, people were pretty okay in their relationships. But our class, I remember hearing our parents talk about how mean the girls were, just mean, mean, mean. They were, it was super clicky. So if you were, saw any clicks in school, I mean, this was, you know, off the charts. And so we were like our only each other's friend, you know. So anyway, it was kind of funny because she brought up at the beginning of the conversation, she said, you know, there were some serious clicks. I said, they were just mean. And she said, yeah, mean. And she said, you know, that hurt ran really deep. And it was just interesting that she brought that up, you know. And she said it took her years to kind of recover her self-esteem. So, you know, I just listened to her and um, I said, you know, it's kind of interesting that she said, I look, I did look on Facebook once and I see this one person that was kind of the ringleader and apparently she's really done a 180 and she has turned out to be this great person. And she said, but she doesn't really have a relationship with her. It's just kind of observing from the outside because her protective barrier, her boundary is still up. You know, because it's not really reconciled, you know. So I said, you know, the interesting thing is I can do this in probably less than 10 seconds. I can, you know, say, oh, man, I messed up. I was mean to you. I'm so sorry I hurt you. I said, so that's all that anybody has to say. You know, and I said, what would it what would you feel like if somebody had said that? That'd make her feel totally different, you know. But um, I said, you know, that requires things and started thinking of the qualities, introspection, honesty, and awareness, you know, conviction. I mean, you can start doing the right things later in life, but unless you really look at yourself and examine yourself and realize, you know, really go deep as far as what your past sins were, you can be totally out of touch with how you've impacted other people. And so that just reminded me, I started thinking of all these things. I thought, this is Second Corinthians 7, godly sorrows is what it is, you know? So just in line with what Charlie said, you know, it made me really grateful for our fellowship. I was able to share with her about the church. You know, it's like, well, this is what I'm into, you know? <laughs> this is what I have. And she said, wow, that sounds great. Um, because, you know, in our fellowship, we all know that we were enemies of Christ. We all know that. And that's what binds us together. So um, I started thinking, well, how does God feel about all this? reconciliation. And Colossians 1, I'm not going to read all these, but it just drew me through the scriptures. Colossians 1 says that God reconciled the whole world to himself through Jesus's blood. So that's stated clearly in the scriptures. Um, Matthew 5, as we come to communion, says at the altar, if you remember that a brother or sister has something against you, leave your offering and then go be reconciled and then come back. And so I was interested, kind of like, Charlie, I thought, okay, the altar, the altar. I mean, this communion, it makes it sound like it's an offering, like the altar and I'm offering. But I looked it up, and it's consistent that the, off, 
the altar is the communion table. That's what it is. Um, and other teachings, you know, so I thought, okay, well, that's cool. And then in 1 John 4, says, whoever does not love their brother or sister who, who you've seen cannot love God who is unseen. And so we can profess that, but we have to also, it says, you must love your brother and sister. So it just kind of brought a lot of scriptures home for me. And it was just really cool that I was able to have that conversation with her. So, it's neat. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to have uh, communion, to have interaction with with you and the church all simultaneously in, the, in an environment of love, an environment that people are all striving for the same thing. You know, some are in different positions about that, and you know, but they're all. Uh, there is no question in my mind that the vast majority of us that come to, inside this building are striving to be to please you, God, and to be like your son, and to you know, greatly admire and uh, just embrace the uh, sacrifice he made through the communion. And so that when we take this communion, let us just, you know, try and be, you know, leave as much as we can behind, you know, even if it's temporary about, you know, uh, situations against your brother, your sister, or just situations with family that's outside the church, you know. You know, work to start resolving it as we take the communion. Uh-huh. And we give thanks for this in your son's name. Amen.
Amen. Now a quick uh, word about the contributions. Um, I was just sitting there actually thinking about something I hadn't thought about in a long time. Um, you can't put a price tag on, con- on your contribution if that's what you want to do. And it, I'm just as guilty as anyone else. And something I was thinking about, this song just came up, you know, Cornerstone and Reckless Love, and songs like that are just, you know, really move me. Um, it, I'm just, you know, the praise and worship part really moves me. And when I was up in Kentucky, my grandmother, um, I stayed with my grandma, my mama died, and uh, there was this lady across the way from us who would take me to church. And, uh, you know, she we called her Aunt Mabel. She wasn't in relation to me. But she would take, and they would get up there in this little church in Corbin, Kentucky. And these people, including my Aunt May, would sing these songs that are just, they were singing them aloud. And they scared me at first. Because my, my Aunt May was a big old farm girl, just, you know, ordinary looking and very nice. She did all the Sunday school stuff. But when she was singing, it, I mean, everybody else too, it was loud. I mean, it wasn't, you know, timid or meek. And I've always loved music because of that. You know, coming into everything, God and his wisdom hooked me up. The very first place I got invited to in Atlanta Church was the arts entertainment section, where there was all musicians. And I mean, I just, I got there and art, art wasn't really that much of a dancer. I got up there within five or ten minutes, I was dancing. I mean, I was, and I, I knew that, you know, nobody knowing me, knowing I just, you know, come away from being homeless, you know, they just said, you know, what is with this guy? I mean, they said it in a nice way. And even Art didn't know I had it in me because I didn't say nothing about it. I didn't think I'd do anything like that. But I, I just talk about things like that because that's priceless. You know, this whole situation when we are struggling with either special contributions or just making things work at the end of a month, you know, financially, and this church seems to get in the way. Um, you know, I, I, that, it does it with me sometimes. I'm like, yeah, you know, this church, you know, they send the church in the way of my finances, or my, my savings. You know, I, I try not to stay in that long, but, you know, I have to remember what has been done for me for a long time, even when I was, before I was homeless and stuff, God set me up to win. And so I, I don't know what, you know, how the tide is in with anything, except if you have experiences like that, you know, it move you, it has moved you, and it will move you. You know, when time comes up to put, you know, put contribution in or special missions or whatever, you know, try and remember what really mattered to you at one time. Remember your first love. Remember your first, you know, just awesome take of the fellowship. And these people, everybody in here is in here for the same reason. Everybody in here wants everyone else to have joy like they have and if they don't have it we want them to find it you know we pray for everybody here i know i do that you know i'm shy i don't like getting up in front of people i mean i I, it's hard to believe that but i i remember everybody in here as best i can i get to know i remember why they're here i remember why i'm here so again you know there's don't put a, you know, try not to put a price tag on these kind of experiences because Satan is going to make sure we do that. I guarantee you. Okay. Well, anyway, that's my prayer for the uh, contribution and uh, a little bit long, I guess, but just Lord, thank you for allowing us to even gather today for contribution. And I pray that, you know, we can give with hearts, you know, and even if it's not in the moment like today, 
you've always got other days. So don't you know, don't beat yourself up if you're you know if you're running short financially. A lot of people are in this day and age, but we we always find a way because we you found a way to us. Anyway, I give thanks for listening. Your son's name, Amen.